Welcome back to Ether Hour, everybody. I'm your host, Conrad Franz, joined as always by Dimitri Kalyagin and a special returning guest, another member of the World War Now Extended Universe, Anthony of Westgate of the Reversion Substack, which will be linked below, of course. So you should everybody should check that out, one of our favorite sources of esoterica and information and whatnot. But before Anthony introduces himself once again, Dimitri, how are you doing? Doing great, Conrad, and I'm excited to be on this episode because, well, we're here to discuss the fallout of the 2024 noticing and the tunnels, the investigation, and the, of course, freedom of speech on the internet as a whole, which is being, you know, heavily discussed and mimicked and changed recently by Elon Musk, people like Ben Shapiro, and all these main right-wing so-called conservative pundits, you know, speaking about the position of some of us conservative people, exactly what we are allowed and what we are not allowed to discuss online. And naturally, we as Christians will be probably negatively affected by any sort of constraints on free speech on the internet, at least in the next coming few years. So this is a very important subject. And of course, we'll go into later on in the episode, we'll go into a lot more of the, the deeper esoteric, maybe more occult revelations, which naturally are still probably not allowed to be openly discussed on Twitter, which relate to the tunnels and some of these other interesting subjects. And without further ado, I want to, of course, welcome Anthony back to the show. It's great to have you on, Anthony, and we're glad to have this conversation with you. It's always an honor to be on the Aether Hour, and uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this spicy conversation that we're about to have. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be on. Man, and I think we were going to talk about some of this kind of more esoteric stuff that be sure to stick around behind the paywall to hear some pretty some pretty deep lore, but we realized that the last time we had Anthony on, it was sort of the, not the beginning, but kind of the apex of you could call the great noticing, you know, people were having these huge Twitter spaces, things were going on everywhere, the ADL was scrambling. And now in the wake of all of that, we've had people like Lucas Gage, we've had Autumn Groyper, you know, Nick Fuentes, and a bunch of other people with, you know, various sized accounts banned from X, Twitter. And in the midst of all of this, of course, we saw the big man himself, Elon Musk, he took the trip. And most people, when you say take the trip, he went to Israel. He already did that, you know, he's already passed level one of taking the trip, which is to Israel. He took trip two, which is to Auschwitz, you know, the Israel's Mecca, Auschwitz. And, you know, he went there and, you know, he didn't just go there. He he wore the little hat. So, uh, Anthony, I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on, on this development as far as free speech on the internet goes and the sort of broader worldwide noticing question? I think it's something that we're not particularly surprised about. I mean, Elon's always been kind of a wild card and nobody can quite understand where, you know, who who's actually controlling him because we know that, you know, it's it's just a kind of a meme that he is the richest man in the world, as everyone says. Uh, I think the group that we're discussing here in this episode uh, loves that idea that people seem to think that there's this really, you know, super rich goy who uh, <laughs> just has all this, he, you know, he's got complete control over this platform. And it's a true free speech platform. I think that that's really big psyop in our space is people thinking like this is the real, I know this is a different kind of uh, attitude since the last episode, but it's, it's really, yeah, I'm not surprised by it. And I think that they're putting him through the usual humiliation ritual that they do with mm. these figures who either allow too much anti-Semitic speech or engage with it to any, you know, slight degree. And the, and the more powerful the figure, the more, the, the bigger the humiliation ritual is, right? So, you know, I always suspect next time they're going to take him and have him kiss the wailing wall, maybe give him a tour of the the tunnel under the <laughs> the Kabad headquarters. Mm. Um, Malay style. But, yeah, yeah. 
but uh yeah yeah i mean as far as for for free speech i mean i think we're already seeing the fallout i i don't think that there was ever really free speech on the platform and mm-hmm. and i think that you know as soon as as soon as this all happened it was within 24 hours we started to see some some of these figures start to have their accounts suspended i think that's when they banned nick fuentes i, I know that lucas gage was around the same time so we we kind of saw that these things were leading up to it and i think the tunnel the discovery of the tunnels really spun things way out of control beyond what they were able to possibly comprehend happening i mean it happened really fast especially since last time and they couldn't ban everybody posting the the sewer video of the guy emerging from the sewer so they had to just crack down on some general big follower accounts that would be perpetuating such a thing yeah and the funny thing is it was like it, it was probably the most anti-Semitic thing I've ever seen. It, and it was literally just like it, it was a, a Jewish man coming out of a sewer. It was just it, he did it. It was it, it was a real thing that happened. And it wasn't it wasn't a meme that some racist person made up. It was like literally oh. just a, a Jew coming out of a sewer. And it was like the most it's like one of these things you're watching. You're like, how is this real? But but yeah, I mean, that's kind of. That really took thing that that took things to the next level because it was just so uncontrollable from that point on. So I think that his hand was forced, and you know it wasn't something they were able to get the fact checkers to to start debunking because you had you had video of it. What's there to debunk? Yeah, and I think my my take on it was that of course it decreased elon musk's the status he held in the minds of many conservatives especially those who look forward to voting for trump they see this sort of bright future ahead of them in america you know they don't have to necessarily be super right-wing conservative orthodox christians like ourselves but they still saw some sort of you know potential hope for the freedom of speech especially online on a platform such as twitter slash x but unfortunately these events him with ben shapiro visiting auschwitz visiting all these uh taking this sort of semitic pilgrimage around the world visiting all these so-called holy or unholy places it does decrease his prestige in, in the eyes of these conservatives and that's really unfortunate it's a demoralization tactic first and foremost and we've seen examples of this let's just bring up some from church history when the soviets after literally two years of hard psychological pressure pressured page um metropolitan of moscow or at least the placeholder uh metropolitan sergius stargorodsky into signing the sort of adherence document to the soviet authorities in 1927 half the russian church essentially went into the catacombs which was the famous catacomb saints books and all that discussion in the soviet union because he simply says in that letter and the letter was pressured the soviets pressured but the metropolitan of moscow who's essentially the chief bishop at the time in all of russia during the persecutions to sign this compromising document compromising him in the eyes of millions of you know those Christians in Russia who were still living and alive, but who sought some sort of comfort from their hierarchs, compromising him in their eyes. And in, in a similar view, the Patriarch of Serbia who passed away in, I think it was October or November in 2020 from COVID complications. If you recall, he was one of the the main patriarchs around the world who engaged in, say, uh, ecumenistic activities. And this was a great demoralization for you know Serbians, especially with some of the most conservative Orthodox people around the world who after Patriarch Paul and after the entire Serbian Yugoslavian civil war period sought guidance from their hierarchy and instead of Patriarch Irenaeus, you know, of good memory, he nevertheless undertook this bizarre lighting of menorah candles all around the all around him. I mean, he visited New York instead of visiting Jordanville, he visited like a local synagogue and lit a menorah there for some reason. And it's like, why are we doing that, Patriarch Irenaeus? And you know, he he has passed away, so I don't want to like, you know, shovel dirt on him, but it's a good example of you cannot 
sort of you cannot compromise with these particular people. They laugh at you when they see you put on a kippah, when you when they see you kiss the wall. You're you aren't going to be included into their you aren't going to be given any proper concessions. The elites of these societies, of these groups, they will laugh at you. The rabbis will snicker and smirk at your attempts to get into their good favors. And all this to consider the fact that Serbia, even today, has less than 3,000 Jewish people, like in total. There are like less Jewish people in Serbia than there are in some universities. <laughs> consider that. So all these attempts to Major play up to Serbia this w. Well, yeah, but these attempts to play up to this, oh, we have to be philo-Semitic, that actually doesn't achieve anything. In, in the Orthodox tradition, and even, shall we say, the secular right-wing, even libertarian tradition, as we're seeing Leon, Elon Musk, you know, he claims to be this sort of free speech, free market warrior. It's like, you actually, you going ahead of these uh, rituals of humiliation do not gain you anything. These people will never bring you into their inner circle. And as you mentioned, Anthony, Elon Musk probably understands this too. He isn't the richest man. There are these secret clans, the most famous one, the banking Rothschilds clan, which has shown its nose or, you know, it's it's the top of its bald head throughout history many times, especially the last 300 years. These tribes have, again, ruled over large monetary holdings, which most of them remain hidden from the eye. They're not measured by the Forbes magazine or any of these uh, Googleable statistics. So, of course, Elon Musk knows this, but again, he has to appear, uh, at least to this particular public, like he agrees with them. And this is really unfortunate for us because we lose. It's it's a big demoralization. It's and essentially an embarrassment for all of us who've spoken out in his support. Yeah, I think with Elon Musk, again, we saw he's already gone to Auschwitz now. He went to Israel and even before that, I mean, remember, even with Kanye West, that's really where this thing even goes farther back to with the whole Jewish stuff. Because remember, Kanye West was like, you got hosed down by Ari Emanuel. And, you know, you remember the picture of him, you know, getting getting hosed down. I mean, it's the humiliation rituals just can't end. And again, this man is, you know, Anthony made the point. I mean, this guy is the richest man in the world, this supposed richest goy. I mean, he tweets about the plight of white South Africans. And again, that tweet of him replying to the guy is basically explaining kind of the the Jewish question saying you have the absolute truth like that tweet is still up so this you know these things uh he, he definitely i don't want to say he fired a shot across the bow but he i guess signaled a certain direction that totally got some people freaked out and you know they had to they had to up the ante i guess they realized a certain type of humiliation ritual didn't work they had to take him take him the other direction and again who knows what kind of pressure he's facing on the financial side from some of these investors and who knows you know Again, threats on his life, threats on other things of business. I mean, nothing's off the table at this level. Again, he's the quote-unquote richest man in the world, at least on paper. So it's a it's an important market there. But I think we uh, we talked about the tunnels, and we talk about kind of the reason why, how that guy, I guess, coincided with this mass awakening because of the, I guess you could describe it as vivid imagery that, uh, you know, it's, as many have said, like, it's like, it's, you know, it's just every, you don't even... You can't ban it because it's just what happened, but it's something that if you had just if you had just made an AI depiction of that exact event and posted it, I guess you'd probably get banned for 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 some kind of hate or some kind of portrayal. But it just happened, so they they kind of had to crack down on the censorship from a broader perspective to contain the meme, I guess you could say. But why is such a meme necessary to contain, right? I mean, don't all sorts of people build tunnels, right? Hamas builds tunnels. You know, uh, Mexican cartel members build tunnels under the border. Like, why do, why don't Jews want people to know about certain things they got going on underground? Like, what kind of, you know, what kind of libel has been spread about about this people in the past that that would want them to not have this spread? You know, of course, I'm being a little, I'm putting it on here, but why is this meme something that some of these people wouldn't want proliferated? Well, I think uh, I, at least in 
at least in terms of an international scale, we see these tunnels occurring throughout synagogues all over the world. Uh, one in particular, there was another video that kind of arose during that same time of a rabbi demonstrating how he's like, oh, you guys like tunnels? Like, I'll show you a tunnel here. And it was it was a, a synagogue in Moscow. And he's literally giving a tour of how he's like, look, we have an underground tunnel here. And he opens the latch and he's describing how they built these tunnels to escape the the pogroms that were launched against them because they were they were enraging the city because of these ritual sacrifices allegedly that they were performing that you know it was alleged enough that the entire you know you had entire mobs going after them so they built these these tunnels that Thank you so much for listening to the free preview of Ether Hour, everybody. It's always a great time with Anthony, but be sure to get behind the paywall this time. It's a really spicy episode. We discuss other tunnels around the world. We discuss blood rituals, other pretty esoteric deep lore that can't be talked about publicly, definitely not on YouTube. So be sure to get behind the paywall on Substack, support the show, support more great work and research and investigations like we love to do and support the free weekly show WWN every week that gets out to everybody and gets the word out to the masses. So thank you so much for listening and God bless. Yeah.